You're listening to High Shelf Gaming. Hey everyone, David here with High Shelf Gaming. Um, obviously, times right now are crazy, and our episode is all about remote gaming, trying to provide some tools so that we can all kind of stick together throughout COVID 19 and sheltering in place and social distancing and, and, and all the things that we're doing. I'll be frank. I'm a little down about the whole thing. Um, you know, as the weeks go on, it gets harder to be upbeat about all of it, but I've seen it posted in a couple of places and it really rings true. This is the single largest act of communal giving we have ever done for one another locally regionally within our own country within the globe we are all experiencing hardship so that we can look after ourselves and each other in a way that has never ever been done as a species when i was growing up michael jackson did some like we are the world song i think at a super bowl and then like there were hands being held all over the world or something like that that moment was designed to give us feels about human solidarity when really this moment with covid and all of us putting in as much as we can to make this situation a little less crappy for everybody else is pretty fucking cool and really blows that moment in the 90s out of the water. We have never done anything like this before, and it's really amazing to see that as a species, we have it in us to do this. Um, Okay, enough of that. Uh, Let's get on with the show. This is, you know, Rich and I having fun for an hour talking about funny ways to game remotely. So enjoy that. High Shelf Gaming is a podcast where David and Rich discuss tabletop gaming. Everything from board games and role-playing games to gaming conventions. They provide reviews, strategies, tips, and house rules to enhance your gaming and convention-going experience. Hey everyone, David here with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I'm joined by the infectious Rich. Oh my god, Dave! I'm in quarantine! I, I was on a cruise! You, be, you were I, was, I got back from my cruise, bro, and I've had to quarantine. So I've moved into my lair. I, I moved, I got out of the apartment, and I'm yep. down in the lair, and yep. I'm in quarantine for uh, like another couple days, bro. And then I'm I'm all good. I got my little everybody ready for my 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 audio cue here. Yep. There it goes. I got my thermometer down here, taking my temperature, <laughs> making sure I'm good. Rich, would you like some more bagel biscuits? Mom, I'm recording. I told you to stop. I'm down in my mom's basement. I call it my lair, but it, it's your yeah. lair. <laughs> But I moved in with my folks to get through the quarantine yes. period. Yes, so, exactly. And that's and on a serious, serious, serious note, big love to all of our folks that are being affected by COVID that are in the service industry, because oh, I yeah. know there's folks that, that just don't have work right now. Yeah. And, you know, I'm lucky. I'm working from home, man. Dude, I'm down in my, the lair. My mom is bringing me bagel biscuits, but there's folks that aren't that lucky. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and, and is she doing it the COVID way where she like leaves the plate on the stairs and then walks away and then you come to get the plate? Dude, you haven't so met my no- mom, have you, bro? <laughs> She's like, I don't even get to touch a plate. I got to like get at the bottom of the stairs and she throws down freaking iron hot bagel biscuits at me. And I do have a pair of asbestos gloves that I catch them with as they're falling from the sky because she turns the lights off so I can't see her. I don't know what that's about, but she's like, if you can't see me, you can't give me the COVID. And she like throws it down. And dude, I don't have a fever. I don't have a cold. I don't have a runny nose. But, you know, that's the love of a mother. You're out of the country. You're out of the country. And that basically makes you patient zero. I know. She said she went to um, Costco and everybody had bought everything else out except for bagel bites. So I guess we got like 3,300 bagel bites to go through. Hey, you know what? It's about the, it's about the quantity, not about the quality right. right now, friends. And yeah, I mean, like you're absolutely right. There's so much stuff going on. All the, all the healthcare people get, that are out there like taking care of us and taking care of each other. And then like what I am seeing is that a whole lot of people have a whole lot of time on their hands. And no one can hang together and do the things that we're used to doing. You know, can't play D&D together anymore. Can't oh, go know. bowling. Can't go do any of those things. I, I do. I, I worry. I think Origins is going to get the cancel. And I'm I worry about nervous. Gen Con. I'm worried about, um, we'll see how that goes. You know, Gen Con things. is like yeah. 70,000 freaking people from international yeah. locations, not only on yeah. the gaming side, on the manufacturing side, but on yeah. the fan side. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, we have a friend who has a compromised immune system and he's already bailed out Origins. He's like, dude, yeah. I don't care what the world's like, but I'm just, I'm not going because yeah. I'm not going to put myself in that position. Yeah. Well, and I think that, I think that everybody's kind of coming to the understanding that this is a new normal, which sucks. It's a terrible new normal and it's liable to be around for more than two weeks or could be longer than two months, could be into 2021 i mean if we're if we're frank about this like it could be something that lasts a bit and so i think that you know tonight's episode being all about online tools is exactly what we need we need to come to a way for us to also have fun together while not infecting one another now to do a do a shameless plug on our discord server we have a situation room that's running that we have a participant that actually has ties with the CDC and has a background um, within this environment. Is that correct? Or what's going on over there on discord? Yeah. So in the high shelf gaming discord, we have the COVID situation room where we, you know, ask questions and we have some folks that work in healthcare. They work for health departments. They work for places that know what's going on and um, you can go in there, and ask questions and they'll come in and, and, you know, help understand the situation. I think that a lot of the initial, like what the hell is going on has kind of simmered down. Now it's about what do we do next and that sort of thing, which, you know, is still super important, but it's a little less scary than how does this thing even work in the first place? I think most folks nowadays do know those, those bits. And, you know, to be honest, you know, I have been in um, quarantine after my cruise, I've been taking my temperature like twice a day, once in the morning, once in the afternoon, just to kind of see if I have a fever start. Is that kind of a good thing for people to do or is that getting a little neurotic? Uh, you know, Rich, I don't want to call you neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> 
but at, maybe not at one everybody. point I was checking like every hour and Sarah's like, dude, you got to stop. I <laughs> just got to stop like, doing that. I think that most folk don't need to take their temperature twice a day. Dude, um, you know, it's starting to sound like some folks are asympt- asymptomatic. No oh, wow. fever, no cough, no nothing. They just have it. Holy smokes. Don't even... Wow. Okay. We are, by the way, we are not medical professionals. As you guys know, we are barely gaming professionals from all the ways we get rules wrong in all of our podcasts. (laughs) So please contact a medical professional for any full advice, but feel free to listen to our fatherly advice in our gaming advice as we have a podcast. (laughs) Disclaimer off. Yeah. So dear listener, I love you all. Let's get into, let's get into the meat of things that we actually can speak on with authority okay so maybe we talk a little less about how the virus works and we talk more about how to game with our friends oh, while yeah. we were remote <laughs> you know david came up with this concept for today's show to talk about gaming from home and the I, I went oh my god bro that's great you know we have some previous podcasts where we've touched on some of these ideas within them but yeah. as soon as he talked about it I started seeing on some of the Facebook groups I'm on, some of the Twitter groups I'm on, some of the um, groups that people are going, hey, how do I use this tool? Or what is right. a tool I can use? Or right. how are ways things can be better? So I think we're very topical. I think we're very timely. Yeah. You know, Dave, I hope this one just gets cranked right out of the can. But where we wanted to dig into this topic. So I want to organize this into a couple of different things. Obviously, you and I love board games and we love role playing games. So I think that there are two separate tracks there. I want to cover those, but I want to talk about how now that we're all going to be remote from each other, let's break this up into into three sections, how to plan and organize, get everybody together, how to actually play the game remotely, and then the after aftermath, like how to track what happened, how to get everybody's notes into the same place and that kind of thing. So I want to break this up into, you know, before the game, how to play the game and then after the game. And I've got tools for all of those. I I think you do, too, to bring to this party. Yes. Let's tackle, I think, board games. Well, hold on. Oh, I, think board I love games board and, games and first. Hell let, yeah. Let's do let's do let's do how to organize everybody first. Because I feel like the organization tools are very similar, no matter which one you're doing. And then we can get into like board game specific stuff and then uh, role playing game specific stuff. Does that work okay. for you? That works, man. Okay. So my favorite tool to get everybody together, and this is the, you're no longer going to work. So you don't meet around the water cooler to talk about when you want to play D&D next or wherever it is you meet up here with your friends at the gaming store or wherever. You're not going to those physical places anymore. My favorite tool is Discord. And that is a chat, online chat tool that I use. A lot of the people in High Shelf Gaming community are on the High Shelf Gaming Discord. A lot of those folks have their own personal discords. Making your own server is super easy. You just download the app, go all the way down to the bottom, and there's a little plus button, add server. And you'd be like, Rich Rosneski's favorite game server. And then, and then it's kind of like Slack. Or all the teams like Cisco and Microsoft teams that are out there, you make a little room for the games. Say, hey, let's all get together and schedule, right? You bring all your friends in and you're going to figure out when you want to play the next game. And you can have different chat rooms for each game, different, you know, chat rooms for each, you know, group of friends. Even you can bring all your groups together into one server. Um, and I just really love that tool to help like get everybody together talking about the game and hyping each other up and getting ready to play game night again. All right, let's go into the over 40 crowd, right? 
<laughs> so Discord is awesome. I am a Discord member. I'm a terrible Discord member, but I am a Discord member. Yep. There are some other tools that yes. can be used for properly aligning people's schedules, such as um, something like Calendly. And I'm going to say C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y.com. You can use that to post when things are happening and who can join. It's a little bit more in the way that, Dave, I want to say one time you ran a session here in Dallas when you were in town and we used Meet Me. Did we use (gasps) Meet Me? No, I was going to bring up this other tool. It was called WhenIsGood.com. Oh, that's the one. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I don't now, mean meet me. It, I mean when is good. And yeah, so when is I'm going to shoot you some of these. I'm going to shoot you the Calendly yeah. link as we're talking to. Yeah. So I want you to talk about Calendly real quick, but just because I'm talking to when, when is good real quick. Yes. It is a super simple site, folks. Yes. It's like you go in there as the game master or the organizer. You say when you're available nights, days, weekends, you just block off the hours and times you're available. And then you tell it like, Hey, all of my friends are in different time zones. So make sure they're allowed to pick their own time zone. And then you send out a link to everybody and everybody fills in when they're available based on their own time zone. And then you as the organizer get to see, Oh, but me and my five friends or 10 friends or 50 friends, whatever the number is, we are all free Saturday, 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. That's when we're going to play our game because that's what everybody said is free. And yeah, when is good is great at that because it's kind of a I submit my availability. Everybody else matches theirs based on what I have. And then I get to see which blocks are actually going to work for everybody. And Calendly might be a little bit the other way that I set up. We can meet on these days Mm. and people pick whether they can do they can do that. So I might say. Okay, upcoming, you know, three weeks. I'm available Tuesdays and Thursdays. Then I list out both of those time frames, and then everyone has a chance to say, "I can meet, I can meet, I can meet, I can meet." And then you're able to pick from those four days which one works or which two works. So um, a little bit different. I liked when when what was it called again? It's whenisgood.net. God, I like er, that. Er, earlier, I was wrong. It's whenisgood.net. Is dot com like a porn site? It uh, probably is. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. Whitehouse.com yeah. gets me every time. Um, so, you know, I think it's one of those. It works out really well. And, and Discord's great. Facebook Messenger is yeah. great. If you can yeah. create your own little group within oh, there. Yeah. Facebook groups. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome place. Um, uh, frankly, you could make your own subreddit and make it private and have you and your friends in your own private subreddit. Are you effing kidding me? I could have my no. own subreddit. Yeah, we could have a High Shelf Gaming subreddit, call it private, and only Shelfies get to no, be No, no, no. <gasps> high Shelf Rich is happening. Oh, no. Are we going to do a High Shelf Gaming? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, it. do it, dude. Let's get a Reddit. Holy shit. Did you tell you I want bagel bites? No, mom, I don't want bagel bites. I'm telling you, anytime I make any noise, she thinks I want bagel bites. Um, dude, let's do our own Reddit. That'll be great. That's so fun. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I think Calendly is great. Um, you know, anything out there to, to help with the scheduling, uh, there's in discord, there are bots, there's scheduler bots that you can invite in to help you schedule games and that kind of thing. I'll link to one of the bots that, that I've seen used before. Did you read agency? Did you read agency yet? I have not. It's on my shelf. Yeah. It's on my shelf. Yeah, dude. Forget these bots and AI, bro. They're out of here. Wait till you (laughs) read that book. You're done, dude. No more. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. So, uh, so yeah, I think that those are some of the base tools. I you know, Facebook groups, 
Discord, Facebook Messenger, when is good, Calendly. Those are all really good places to talk, plan, get your shit together. Wherever you and your friends are normally at from a social media and chat perspective, stay there. Heck, if you're on Google Hangouts, do a big group Google Hangouts room and be done or WhatsApp or whatever you got to do. You know, some place where you all can chat and figure out when you can actually meet to play your games. Wow. Are you just walking into the next segue about how to do audio? I was. Did you just segue perfectly into that? Because, you know, some of the tools do have audio available to them and we have not utilized theirs before. We've always used our own third party audio join method and used their, their tools, which we'll get into. Um, and we've kept our audio separate or our audio and video separate. So that's a good one to walk into next. Yeah. So, um, getting everybody onto video, audio, that kind of thing. Rich and I both kind of come from the video conferencing space. So I think if you've never done video conferencing with your friends before, we should probably do like a real quick, here are the five things to remember when you're going to get on video for the first time, right? You need a webcam and a microphone, and you also need a pair of headphones. You know, I'm going to give a big shout out to Larry. Mm. Um, you know, my boy from PA. Man, he yes. sent me this really cool video where he did an escape room for um, the city that he's in. And it was really good, dude. He did a really awesome escape room. But anyways, um, I got to, he went through it all and I saw the the clues and, and all the puzzle answers. Um, he went to Dollar General. And bought a $5 headset with microphone. It improved his game 90%. You do not have to spend a lot. Now, how long those $5 headphones and microphones are going to last? I don't know. Hey, they'll last through COVID. They'll last through COVID. And it doesn't cost (laughs) you a shit ton. Or so it doesn't cost you a lot of money. And you're already in a better space. Whereas, you know, David and I got pro mics. We got pro headsets. You know what right. I mean? We're, we're, we're like Uber it, podcasters. Here, yeah. And here's the deal. The reason why I say you want a pair of headsets is because if you use the speakers that are built into your laptop or what have you, that could create a feedback situation because not every chat voice chat system out there knows how to handle that. Algorithms. Yeah. They don't, might not have the right algorithms. So just do yourself a favor, get a, a pair of headphones um, if you can get a mic that's separate from what's built into your laptop or built right. into your computer. But honestly, the mic that's built into like a Logitech webcam is great. It's a great little mic. You know, you don't need too much. And if you but, go headsets, you've created a closed system. Right, right, right. Yeah. So the mic is built into the the headphones, you know, yeah. so headphones plus mic, little headsets. And I'm going to get a little technical. Great. The hmm. microphone, when it has to hear audio coming from a speaker... There's an algorithm for auto echo cancellation. So it actually has to hear the speaker um, sound come in through the mic and then take it out before the microphone sends its audio. So that's where that echo can get introduced, especially when you first open the channel to speak. So you go, oh, my bard would like to. While you're doing that, an echo can come into and get clipped. 
And some systems don't even really clip it. Someone else is talking in the background and they start feeding through your mic. And that's really the bad thing. When you put headphones on and you cover your ears, that's where your microphone never hears remote audio. And so it never has the opportunity to feed back. So I got a little layman's, I think, explanation there of why headphones are important. Right. Yeah. So, and we're saying that before we talk about the tools that we use, because some tools are very different. Some do account for these things. A lot of them, frankly, folks just don't. Um, And you can join a lot of these tools from your cell phone. Like I mentioned Discord earlier, you can do a a video call. You can do a voice voice only call. Yes. And you can do that from your cell phone. So I have my little Bluetooth headphone on and it works great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you can join a video call from Discord or from uh, Facebook, right? Facebook Messenger has its own little video chat service. Uh, uh, WhatsApp has a video chat service. So you can use a lot of those tools. Uh, Hangouts. What? Google Hangouts has a... No, what's what's my call? A WhatsApp. It's a it's really popular in, in Europe and the rest of the country. Ah, I'm or the rest of the world, I should say. It's a, like a, a encrypted chat kind of thing. So WhatsApp is really great. Uh, all of those you can do from your computer, you can do from a laptop, you can do from a cell phone. Uh, some of you might be thinking, oh, what about FaceTime? Yes, yes, yes. FaceTime is great. But <laughs> you have a friend who doesn't have an Apple device. Really? Are you sure? One of you, somebody in your group does not have an Apple device. I'm certain. So like you my, need something to get that my is... dad with his flip phone on here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you have to have something that is like... Uh, operating system agnostic. It doesn't care about the operating system. So that's why I'm like picking on Discord, Google Hangouts, and Facebook. All of those platforms are good. All of those platforms let you do video and voice, and you can do it on any device. And by the way, if you only have three people in your group, you can get a free trial. You could sign up free for Cisco WebEx and be able to do um, three people via Cisco WebEx, one of the greatest tools in the universe. The one we use um, a lot between us is Cisco WebEx. Now, outside of that, we use Discord. Is that not correct? Yeah, yeah. Discord is phenomenal. And yes, even when we use some of our board gaming tools that we'll talk about, we still do audio and video outside of those tools. Yeah. You know, the video component, seeing your friends is super important. Oh, it's Because like, Dave, what am I doing right now? Uh, You're telling me how much you like me. Yeah, I'm dropping him you're, the bird. And that's you're telling me I'm number one. Video. He's number one, baby. <laughs> um, and if we didn't have video going while we're talking, we couldn't have that experience. And so I think that's great, especially when it comes to seeing people's reactions after incredibly bad and incredibly good die rolls. Yes, yes, indeed. I, I think the other thing to consider, if you've never done video conferencing before with your friends, couple of things. Make sure that your face is brighter than your background. So like, like think about lighting, have a light in front of you somewhere. Maybe it's a window, maybe it's a lamp you've turned on and don't sit in front of a a window so that you're all backlit, right? Yeah. Because the the people who join and they're just like a silhouette because there's a big bright window over their shoulder. That's, that's not a great experience for the other Unless they're like totally into the X-Files and they want to be the smoking man. (laughs) Yeah. Then that's cool. Yeah. So think about lighting. You know, make sure you're wearing pants, you know, like make sure you're dressed. <laughs> Dave, you let me not wear pants all the time when we play. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm used to you. But for your first call, make sure you're dressed. <laughs> Canadian tuxedo. 
For, Should yes. we ask everybody to Absol- always play in Canadian tuxedo? Absolutely. Canadian tuxedos are valid at, yeah. at all times. By the way, but, the championships has been put on hold because of COVID. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm, I'm sure. not happy but about the, that. But the air waltzing where you're waltzing a solo, you can just submit that tape, right? And then get... Dave, seriously, I get so much energy off the crowd when I do that. <laughs> I don't think I could do it solo. It is... When I, when I air waltz and I see the people and I see their faces and the tears... That's yeah. what drives me to be a better performer. I understand. I understand this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, other thing to consider about like video conferencing with your friends and all that kind of stuff is mute your microphone when you're not speaking. Oh, 100%. How many times do I mute while I'm taking shots and drinks and vaping? I mean, that is just part of the game. You might not think about it because you're not hearing how it sounds over the mic, but dropping dice in front of a microphone, super yeah. loud for everybody else. Rustling papers. Bong you know. hits are okay. Because ah. everybody can hear the bloop, 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 bloop. <laughs> like, you know. I, I, I've, I, like, I, you know, I think like vaping and all that kind of stuff, it's just loud. Especially because yeah. it's like right there in their mouth, right, right. there at the mic. Right. So like when you're not speaking, mute yourself and just get used to that exchange. Get used to pressing and un- muting and unmuting. Or a lot of these services do a push to talk. So you Discord have to press a button. Discord has push to talk. I really yeah. like that feature. Yeah. You press a button in order to be heard. And Something. sometimes I forget that feature. And yeah. I say things I don't really want to go out in the ether. <laughs> I've had that happen a few times before. Maybe once or twice, um, yes. <laughs> but you get the idea. So like Discord has those kinds of tools where you can do push to talk, uh, Facebook and WhatsApp and Hangouts. They don't really have that kind of stuff, right? So it depends on the tool, depends on the environment of the tool, what they assume about you uh, to kind of figure out if they have those sorts of tools, but something, just remember to mute your stuff when you're not speaking. And that's going to make all your friends a lot happier when they game with you. Okay. I think that's it on the video call 101 stuff. I was on mute. Sorry. I'm really glad you brought up the light thing because, you know, I usually just let the light of my uh, um, monitor personality from the front. Oh, yes, yeah. the light of my personality, baby. I just, uh, you know, that you're going to make me bust into my personality just shines and causes <laughs> everything to be illuminated when I'm on the mic, but that's a really good thing. I know the shine from my monitor makes me lit up because I do the room dark. I usually do like a red light because, you know, I got fancy light bulbs, but yes, that is huge. That is something I never would have thought of bringing up. Yep. I think then the next thing we should talk about is what to do when you're going to be playing some board games with your friends. What tools can we use to play board games remotely? Dave, what was that first website we used? Oh man. When we were noobs. When we were noobs was Tabletopia. Tabletopia, folks. That worked incredibly well. Was it all HTML5? Yeah, it's a website. Yeah, completely web-based. So you don't have downloads, you don't have things within things. They have Um, an app now. You can download the Tabletopia app, but it started, I think, as a website. That's how we found it. And what was really nice is, um, okay, let's refresh my memory. I think we played Scythe on there. Did we Did we have to have someone buy to be able to let everybody join? Or what was the story yeah, there? Yeah, so Tabletopia lets you have a couple of people in a game for free. If you want to have a lot of people in a game, you one of you has to subscribe and host the game for everybody else. And then when you're a sub- subscriber, that also allows you to play other games that are like um, intellectually, that are intellectual property, like Scythe. Oh, like true. Oh, that's where we played Scythe. True IP. Yes. 
Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's one of those things where Tabletopia, you can play around a little bit for free. And it's like a you use your mouse to pick up, you know, pick up uh, the pucks and move them or pick up the meeples and move them around the board. You can uh, shake the dice and throw them across the table and it's all got 3D dice. And so, you know, it's a pretty good little website for free. Did it have I mean, automation? It did a good job. Did it have like um, auto pass out and things like that? Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, don't, I remember us I, having to grab everything. Yeah, I don't remember it having a lot of automation. Maybe it and does and we just we never had got to that know far. the rules. That's true. We did have to know the rules to play Tabletopia. I think that it's probably got more automation now. We probably didn't get too deep into t- Tabletopia. Because we moved to? Tabletop Simulator. Whoop, whoop. Now, uh, I've yeah. explained that to everybody that they have to go through Steam to get to Tabletop Simulator. Is that true? Uh, I don't know if it's fully true, but I like going through Steam because, one, Steam does deals. Actually, right now, you can get a pretty good deal on Tabletop Simulator so normally 20 bucks a person. I think you can get it for 10 right now. And this these kinds of deals come and go. Mm-hmm. What I like about going through Steam is your Steam friends list becomes your tabletop simulator friends list. Ooh. So it's really easy to find one another. Um, without it, you've got to like, I don't know, put effort into finding each other. Right. But uh, but yeah, I really like going through Steam to play tabletop simulator. And it's an app, right? It's, a, it's an application. And everyone has to buy that. Yeah, yes. yeah, everybody has to pay. So that's that's a downside of Tabletop Simulator that everybody has to pay really? in order to get the program. But the cool thing about Tabletop Simulator is it comes with a lot of downloadable content. So a lot of the board games that are out there like Wingspan, like Scythe, um uh, a bunch of others, they're available on there for like 7 bucks, 6 bucks. Oh dude. So and all the real games are there too. And I say real games as in all the battleship, all the board games that we grew up with, all of those are there as user generated modules or user generated yes. content. Would that be a better yes. word? Yeah. So in in the Steam Workshop, you can go in there and find board games that have been made by fans of those games, and some of those are actually blessed by the creators of those games, such as uh, Gloomhaven. We talked a long time ago about the Gloomhaven board game. Oh, they kind of helped, not help, maybe they didn't help, but they, they at the very VGG. least, were A-OK with people putting Gloomhaven into Tabletop Simulator. So, you know, and that game has lots of moving parts and lots of chits and lots of little things and card decks and all that kind of stuff. Tabletop Simulator is all set up for you. And it and saves the game driven. state. Yeah, and it's, and it's like, uh, yeah, it's automated. Right. So you click the thing and it does all the tasks for that thing to happen. And then like when you're done for the day, it saves your state and you can just like come back to it later. No, that no cleanup. Sweet. And yeah. that is one place I love to play D and D board games. Yeah. So many D and D board Legends games. Legends of Dritz, Wrath of Asheron. They're yeah. there. They work. You can play. Yeah. The models are done really well. Um, we've had a great few nights playing D and D board game on there and dead of yeah. winter. Yeah. Well, and you know, beyond tabletop simulator, a lot of these game makers, like the f- makers of Catan and, or Catan and the makers of, um, Catan. uh, a bunch of these board games, they all have their own sites. Like uh, ticket to ride uh, has, has their own website where you can go and play ticket to the ride. So to like, ride! That's right. Think of the board game that you like. Just go to their site. And sometimes they've already got their game available online for you to play with your friends. Right. So, you know, we like Tabletopia and Tabletop Simulator because there's 
a lot of games there from a lot of different manufacturers. But frankly, the game manufacturers themselves have probably done effort to put their game online for you to enjoy. So just find those games and play them with your friends. You know, and, and it is the plethora of things that are online is unbelievable. We're going to come back to Tabletop Simulator here during the end of our conversation. Because there's a whole little facet of that that I want to touch on that that really can help a home gamer. You know, so board game wise, I think TTS is the place to go. I think I really if think you're so stuck too. in if you're stuck at home and you're doing your quarantine or you're doing your stay at home, my peeps in LA love you guys so much. I know a few folks that are well. I, there's a lot of folks, but I personally know a few folks that are stay at home. And, um, you know, what do you do in the evenings? You know what I mean? How do you do that? This is a place that for 10 to $20, depending upon when you get it, the world is your oyster. Yeah. And you get your friends lined up and you'll have a freaking phenomenal time. Yeah. And it has has, uh, party games like Sushi Go and Exploding Kittens. And it has intense board games like Gloomhaven. I mean, it runs the gamut. Frankly, you can play D&D in Tabletop Simulator. What? You mean like D&D, like RPG? Yeah. Oh, what? yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's right, physical well, dice that you can roll physical dice. There's D&D terrain. There's monsters. There's dragons. There's heroes, little minis that they've already made. All right. Oh, yeah. Segway, tabletop, yeah. role-playing games. You, you yeah. are just like, man, you're like a professional podcaster, Dave. You're like really <laughs> setting up these segues perfectly. And, you know, Thank we don't script this out, folks. I know you all have already figured this out by now. We just get on here with Rich being drunk and we just have a good time. <laughs> Um, but somehow you are just nailing this shit today. Dear listener, he's a pro. Tabletop RPGs. Oh my God, TTS. I had no idea. I was yeah. going a totally different approach when we got to role-playing online than Tabletop Simulator. Yeah, yeah. How do you set I mean, that up? Is there a module you download for D&D? Dude, no, they already have it in there. They already have dungeon tiles and a handful of monsters and a handful of minis. And then the workshop has tons of stuff. There's a whole thing in there for Shadowrun with like office buildings and like uh, cyber trolls and all kinds of stuff that happens in Shadowrun. I don't do people have put a lot of effort into Tabletop Simulator. Dude, you can download Night City like Cyberpunk's Night City. WTF. Yeah. Yeah, with like buildings with like big plumes of fire and like cops running around, all the minis for that. Yeah, you can get Night City in Tabletop Simulator. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. That just blows my mind. That totally blows my mind. There's so much going on in there. And uh, still, folks, you probably want to be on a video call with Hangouts or something other than that. You're using Tabletop Simulator as the battle map where the characters stand and the, and the bad right. guys are so far away from them. And it and doesn't kind of bring thing. in all the books. It doesn't bring in no. all the rules. You're no. using it as a virtual tabletop is really yes. what this comes down to, yes. which is what you need. I mean, yeah. you know, what we, as we touch on this, I'm going to go right to drive through RPG and I'm going to say, let's say you're at home and you and your friends want to start doing some things virtually and it's something you haven't done before. Like you want to play basic D&D. You've listened enough of Rich tell you about how fucking great it is. Maybe yes. you played it at a con with him. Maybe you were down at Pack South and went, I want to do that at home. Drive through RPG, $5. You can yeah. download the rules. I'm going to say everybody should download the rules instead of one person downloading them and sharing them between each other because that would be illegal. But 
you know, all of a sudden you've got all the books available and not only is there yeah. basic, there's advanced, there's uh, expert, there is so many different rule sets from yeah. Witcher, from, um, all the different systems that are out there, you know, uh, cyberpunk you, red, you can you, grab you, all that. You pick there. on, you pick on Witcher and cyberpunk red, our Talsorian has a 50% off on all their products right now. Oh. On our drive through RPG. Now, obviously, that won't last forever. Yeah. There's a lot of game companies giving away their games for free. Uh, Onyx Press is giving away one game a day for free right Look now. Look at that. Um, so, yeah, drive through RPG is a great place to go and find awesome games, all PDF, right? right. So you don't have to go into a store to buy the book. The, a lot of the times, these PDFs are word searchable, so you can find yep. the grenade rules or the magic missile rules, what have you, uh, very quickly and easily through through that service yeah it's it's a pretty great place to go and get gaming books just all around yeah so you grab those gaming books and you're able to use something like um, tabletop simulator or our next segue roll oh go on no so sticking with drive through rpg i know you're about to go to the other one drive through rpg has their own virtual table what yeah called astral no um, what how yeah, yeah. tell me about it so astral uh, I just, I'm just now looking at the ad. They have all paid features are free through April in response to COVID. Oh my gosh. Uh, Astral is a lot like the other tabletop simulator program that we're going to be talking about in a second. The other virtual tabletop program we're going to talk about in a second. It is, you know, four GMs and players lets you manage your character sheet, lets you roll dice, lets you have a track your map and all that kind of stuff. And they are have some pre-built stuff for various systems like a pre-built thing for call of cthulhu and vampire and you know pathfinder and DD. earlier when we were talking about tabletop simulator nothing special for any specific game right oh, unless somebody gone on paperwork local you're right, literally exactly. just using a tabletop exactly exactly yeah so this is a step up from that because it allows you to manage your character it allows the gm to manage the monsters and track all the hit points and all of that stuff. So it allows you a great deal more tool set to manage a role-playing game. And that's Astral uh, put on by Drive-Thru RPG. And it's, and what's I think Astral it's a cost? Do you thing. see that on in front of you? Most things are free. If you go pro, you get a bunch of tiles and tokens, uh, all that kind of stuff. Eight twenty-five a month to go pro. Okay. There you go. Extra all storage, right. you know, yeah. that kind of thing. I know. And as we, is this a good time to roll to the next one? Yes. Let us roll <laughs> to roll 20. <laughs> <laughs> roll 20. That is yeah. my fave because it was yeah. the first I found. Yeah. And it was roll the first 20. I used. Dot net. Roll 20.net. And I want to say they have first mover advantage, man. There's so many people yeah. on roll 20. And it literally just was, um, I was using roll 20 before we even did anything when yeah. we would get done with Gen Con. And we would all be jonesing about four months later. I would usually host a D and D game on roll yeah. 20 and have everybody join. And yeah. we would have a great time. It was, again, I would always have to clear my space because I had a free account and everybody else had free accounts. So I had to manage what was going into the cloud, but you know, I've run doctor who on there. I've run D and D yep. on there. I've, I've played in legend of the five rings on there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it is a very, um, 
uh, what's the word I'm it, looking for? It has here? a it has a very full community that is mm-hmm. creating a lot of content. So yes. if you're looking for one of these virtual tabletops that has pre-made character sheets and pre-made tokens and, and all of that stuff, Roll20 has that because people have either made it and released it to you for free or they've made it and they're willing to sell it to you for a couple of bucks. Oh my gosh, I've never paid for anything. On Roll20. Oh, dude, no, yeah. There's a whole marketplace crazy? you can There's pay so for all much kinds great of stuff. Free stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you go to find your icons to use for your monsters, the basics. Sometimes you got to get a little creative, right? And go, okay, this is my guy. You know, <laughs> that's right. this. Um, right. Instead of paying for the pro packs um, right. and being able to get access to them, but if you know you right. spend a couple bucks, you probably get a lot of really great artwork available yeah. to you to use in your game. What I really like is people can move their things, but you can't, they can't move your things. They yep. have a great battle fog system to where I have my whole map in there, but I only show parts of it as they're exploring. Oh, yeah. You and know, so that's really uh, neat. One of the things that really uh, turns a lot of people up about roll 20 is they have a dynamic lighting system. So not only is there a fog of war based on where your characters are standing, but also there's dynamic lighting based on where the light source in the room is placed. And Astral gives that to you for free. Whereas Roll20 charges you for it. Oh my gosh, Dave. I'm remembering another one that Hugo turned us on to. Yes, I was about to get into it. Okay. Go for it. If you're ready. If we need to talk more about Roll20. It is very good at what it does. But as you can tell, there are other options. If you are interested in other options besides Roll20, I think Astral is great. I think it's a new player in the gaming scene. So maybe a little untested. Why don't we get on to the next option? What did Hugo um, recommend to us? Fantasy Grounds. That's it. I can tell you, I try. Hugo loves it. Man, Hugo and Fernando really dig that system. Um, yep. I went and tried it right off of their recommendation. It didn't yep. sync with me. Now I did pay for it and I mm. will say that I messed up and paid twice. And oh, no. so after a month of using it, I canceled it. And then there was still another charge coming through because I didn't know how to sign up properly. Oh, I no. called into their tech support and I shouldn't say I called in. I emailed with their tech support. Phenomenal group of people. Not awesome. only did they take care of the extra charge, they refunded the earlier charges from the double billing. So oh. even if I didn't necessarily take two fantasy grounds, I'm going to say that is a class act. They they, yeah. they took care of me at a customer service level. That wasn't needed. I didn't ask for all those extra bills. I just said, oh, hey, I've noticed I have a couple months and I haven't been using it. I don't know how I canceled wrong. And they were like, oh, you set up your account like twice and then they just went okay here you go and i got my money back what a great group of people that's awesome i would recommend them just on customer service alone then yeah they're a little different in that you know with fantasy grounds there's a specific games that have been installed into fantasy grounds and you have to play those games now they have the big ones you know D, all the editions of D, call of cthulhu uh, you know, uh, World of Darkness, you know, they have the really big ones, but they don't have like, you know, Cyberpunk. They don't have The Witcher. They don't have uh, uh, Tales from the Loop. You know, they, there's there's edge games that aren't quite as popular as D&D or as popular as Shadowrun that just aren't in Fantasy Grounds. And so you have to do like a custom thing and then there's a lot more work. Uh, and whereas I'm like roll twenty say, and all that stuff, little little more agnostic. If you go to roll twenty and you're not liking the way their system works as a DM and the way you're yeah. putting things in, go try Fantasy Grounds. 
Because yeah. that to me was the thing is I was so used to roll 20 when I tried fantasy grounds, it wasn't the same. And so I backed out, but kind that of like also kind of yeah, like the Mac versus PC thing. Yes. Don't that has a different it. side yeah. to it that yeah. if you look at roll 20 and you're not happy, I bet you're going to be happy in fantasy grounds. You know, I, I have a game coming up that's going to be run in astral. I cannot wait to play in astral and see how it, is, how it goes versus fantasy grounds versus roll 20. I, you know, I think that for the most part, gaming groups have a lot of options. Now you have a whole lot of options out there, folks. And it's just a matter of getting your friends into one of them and getting, excuse me, and getting everything set up enough so much that you can just play your game. Right. And I think that the fastest, the fastest path to just playing your game is maybe tabletop simulator. If you already have your character sheets and you like rolling dice, then tabletop simulator is great. If you want a place that's going to let you manage a lot more stuff, then try one of these other three. And yeah. World, World 20 is great. It's ubiquitous. I loved Ash- it when we played Cyberpunk yeah. because once I had yeah. my character sheet in and I went yeah. for the roll, it took into account all my attributes for yep. my roll results. And yep. that was huge because when we were playing that, Dave, I wasn't really down with the system in the sense of understanding like I do um, D&D. So it really right. made it to where I was able to play at a higher level with you guys yeah. immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, all of these are great. And I, 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 I agree that like roll 20, especially cause it's such a big player base. You're going to find your game in there. Like you're going to find your game rule set in there. And that's just powerful, man. That's just powerful. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out to the folks out there that don't feel like you need a VTT you don't feel like you need a virtual tabletop. Oh, yeah. You don't like battle maps. You, oh, you're you yeah. a theater of the mind crew, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Go back to Discord. Yeah. Be- because in Discord, there are some fantastic dice rolling bots like Sidekick. AI. That, that, that have all of the same commands that you could see in Roll20. So you could have very complex dice rolls like roll keep systems out of Legend of the Five Rings or Seven Seas. Or, you know, uh, you uh, rolling advantage. Dice? Yeah, exploding dice, rolling oh my for advantage, all that stuff. So Sidekick is a bot that you should add to your Discord server, and then it helps you bring in dice rolling into your uh, server experience. So yeah, if you're all fantasy the mind or a theater of the mind and all that kind of stuff, then and you don't need a VTT, awesome. Just do it everything through yeah. Discord. And I'm seeing a lot of both out there. When I watch the yeah. forums I'm on and the groups and I'm seeing what people are talking about, there is a huge group that's loving all the... I'm going to just say the the diorama of D&D, right? Um, Making their own minis, love yeah. the, the love having minis on the map, love having backgrounds. And then I see a whole nother group that is truly just about the experience of role playing, which by gosh, you know, we had maps when I was a kid, but there was tons of just, we talk through things. And we were just experiencing reading the words and responding to the words. It wasn't necessarily a mini system as much as it was a role-playing system. Right, right. And so I think that you're going to see your group might surprise you in the different things that it wants to interact with. You know, some folks might think the VTT, the virtual tabletop is uh, not really worth the effort. And they might say, hey, let's just get on a, a call and let's just talk through it, theater of the mind, and let's just roll some dice in some sort of chat somewhere, right? And and Discord is the probably the fastest place for you to get that. Um, the other thing is, you know, you might be in a situation where your friend group needs to play asynchronously. 
where you don't all are going to, you're not all going to be available at the same time. Cause That's maybe a, a couple word. of your friends. Yeah. Maybe some of your friends are healthcare workers and some of you just got laid off. Right. And some of you have different other stuff going on right now. Play by post. Oh my where, God. I knew you were going to say that word. And that yeah. makes me so happy. I'm almost yeah. a little horny when you say play by post. <laughs> play by post is super viable. Oh my gosh. I have been it. playing by post. I've been playing traveler by post right now with Patrick and Hugo. We've been playing via discord where we talk about what our characters do and all that kind of stuff. It is awesome. I, love I it. think it's, it is one of the original forms of I'm solo, but I want to play a game, but yeah. I live in a little town in the middle of Texas. How do I play with other people? And yeah. play by post was incredibly viable. And obviously play by post gets its original terminology from the post office about right. playing by mail. I know yeah. that sounds crazy to people, yeah. but that was legit something we did way back in the day. Yeah. You used to mail in my yeah. character says these things with this emotion and then they attack the dragon. Right. And everyone else is like, Oh my God. And my character, you know, does the thing. And um, your DM I would send out the update to everybody and then everybody would feed back with a bunch of details. Um, yep. So when we say that play by post, I know nowadays it's very easy to say, oh, well, I'm posting in a news group or I'm posting on a forum or I'm posting right. in a thread. Okay, Boomer, that's not the way we did it, you know, back in the day. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's pretty awesome to think it's still alive and viable in this in this incredibly tied in world that that same yeah. method is completely viable. Yeah. And so anybody who's never heard of that before, you want a good example of it. I'm going to link in the show notes, a link to Patrick's blog, where we play Traveler, the RPG by post. We're actually playing it in Discord. So we use all of the Discord text markup so we can have bold and italics and all of that kind of stuff. We can change the font throughout a post and we can use the bot for rolling dice. But Patrick's blog is a really good example of what you get out of that effort. You can see what the different characters are up to. You can read, you know, see how the dice rolls go, all of that stuff. So I'll link to his blog. Um, it's a, it's a really good example of what you can get out of a play by post. And it starts to just read like a story because yeah. you're hearing what each character does as they interact with the scene. And it's just a really, I don't know, it's kind of a cool cathartic thing to do. And you can do it like between between things, you know, you can check in on the check in on the chat and be like, oh, my character would totally have a thing to say about this. Let me pen that up real quick and send that out to the group. You know, what's funny is you kind of touched on play by post. And I think that's even a good segue because you are the host with the most to what happens if I don't have a group? I mean, let's just say I've been working my butt off and I'm now yeah. quarantined and I'm and, and I'm, a, I'm alone at night oh, and man. I want to look at a way to get into these things. I think that we can easily say, hey, drive through RPG, go get the books. Yeah, And then we can start going back to almost all the resources we talked about. That tabletop simulator on a board game front, I can join games when they're open and they're public. So actually, I do need to mention one last thing that we oh, didn't on. talk on. And that is D&D Beyond. Oh, see, I'm skipping that because I'm such a jerk. Go on. Yeah, so D&D Beyond is a, is a tool out there that's put on by... I forget the name of the company, uh, but they licensed all the Wizard of the, Wizard of the Coast content. You mean to there's do, something past first edition? Yeah. <laughs> to uh, help you manage your D&D &D 5e game. 
And you can go in there and license all the books that Wizards of the Coast have published and bring all those rules into D&D Beyond so you can add those powers to your character and all of that kind of stuff. D&D Beyond is is awesome. It's not quite a tool that Rich or I really use a whole lot because we play a lot of games outside of D&D 5e, but it's totally a tool worth mentioning for anybody out there with a 5e game and you want a place to manage all that stuff. We have some great friends of the family. You know, I think Heather's really big into um, D&D Beyond. Yep. Um, I remember setting up to do a game and one time working with some of the tools that she was able as a free account for me to go to was able to access the materials that she had. Am I, am I, am I remembering that right? Yeah. So you join a game and the DM for that game gets to see all your character stuff and help you, you know, manage they get your to share their else. materials with me, such as their books. Do I remember that right? Or am I remembering that wrong? Yes. Yeah, someone who has paid to have the whole library or even a couple of books, they can share the books with their players. Yeah. But that was really nice as coming to her team, I was able mm-hmm. to get advantage of the things that she had already purchased. Right. Now, I couldn't take them away and take them to my private library, but I was able to join in, learn what I needed, and set up a character. Yep. Yep. So it, it's a great tool. Definitely, if you're running a D&D 5e game, absolutely go check out D&D Beyond if you haven't already. But if you're outside of D&D 5e, that tool doesn't do you any good. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, we can get on to uh, your more more apropos segue to how to play when you are a solo writer. Yeah, you're a solo writer, man. And that's where Tabletop Simulator for board games is really awesome. You can go into the lobby. <gasps> what? We go into the lobby and, the, and we always go right to your game and yeah. we put in the password, bong water, yeah. and we're able to get right into your game and play. <laughs> but while we're in that lobby, there are private games and there are public games. And there are people that are kind of like, you know, when I go to BGG Con, they got yeah. the little stand on their table that says players wanted. Oh, and I always recommend that, you know, the rules before you sit down to one of those games. And that way you're, you're kind of joining something that you're familiar with and not joining as a, as an anchor. So if there's a game you want to play, man, who doesn't put their online game manual online? Who doesn't put on their rule set? You know, terraforming Mars. I'm sure you can get it. Gloomhaven. I'm sure you can get their online PDF rules. To where yeah. you can read through before you go to try and join one of those games. But if you're solo with no nobody to play with that night, Tabletop Simulator, go to public and look for a group. You may not be on their audio. You may just be chatting through text or they might invite you to a Discord server. They might invite right. you to another place that you can do audio with them. I have a feeling uh, most of the ones I've joined as a solo rider, it's only been in text. Interesting. So I have found uh, the same is true for Roll20. You can go into Roll20 and find role-playing games that are looking for players. Oh, and that leads you back to DriveThruRPG. Yeah. To where if it's a game system you don't know, go get the rules. Right, right. And then on Reddit, there's a subreddit called LFG, Looking for Group, where you can go on and find folks running, you know, D&D games and, and play with them. Um, you know, I actually, I should plug, I'm a part of a cyberpunk discord server called fans or sorry, cyberpunk 2020 slash red fans. And it's a discord server, all for cyberpunk fans. And we have several play by post games happening in there. And we have several looking for group, uh, players in there. So people who want to play cyberpunk can join our discord and play cyberpunks in there. 
I bet with a few clickety clacks of the keys, you can find that for pretty much any system, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's totally uh, some really healthy uh, uh, Shadowrun discords and, you know, all the other uh, games that are out there. There's tons of healthy discords out there that are have their own looking for group uh, s- setups and all of that good stuff for sure. Now, let's say you're a complete true introvert like I am mm. and you don't want to play with anybody else, but you like to play these games. Oh. Solo adventures. What I is mean, this? I am part of a um, oh a Twitter group for DM Dungeon Masters Guild, which is dmsguild.com. And you know what? I'm going to drop this in for you in our chat so you can link this. Um, yeah. You can go to their group and you can go to this website and search for Solo. And there are 5e. There, you know, it's a lot more current. I mean, it's not like you're going to find a basic you know, solo adventure in there. I mean, seriously, if you wanted to do a basic solo adventure, web search because those PDFs are out there from back mm. in the day when they had some solos that they made. Um, yeah. But over a DMs guild, you can download a bunch of D and D solo adventures. Now they do have a cost with them because someone's made them and authored them. Um, sure. But you know, there's a lot of really great five and four star adventures happening, and you just play at home then. You download the PDF and you you can sit down for an evening or two evenings and go through a solo D and D adventure and have that same great fun. Um, you know, that's I, cool. I I know a DM's Guild that's available, and I also know at Drive Through RPG there seems to be a thing called Avalon Solo Adventures, which is also keyed to Fifth Edition. Um, and you know, if that's you have a little cool. experience, any of these can be uh, modified as you're playing to your system. Um, and I say a little experience, I'm going to say experience. I'm going to take a little out of that to where if you're an experienced AD&D player, you know that you can refer to any of your books and see what monsters you're fighting and, and readjust. So I think they all have viability through many D&D systems. Oh my God, I love, I love my Tunnels and Trolls solo adventure books that are like advanced choose your own adventure. So, I mean, if you went to Amazon and you search for D&D solo adventure books, they're, you know, they're CYOA and you can literally have a character sheet, you can roll dice, you can play against um, all those things. You know what I mean? So I, I truly feel that um, they're a lot of fun. They, they so, To me, they I like that by myself playing sometimes. So the last thing I want to talk about, and I don't have a clever segue to this. But the last thing I want to talk about is <laughs> what you do when the game is done. Oh. You've all played the game on Roll20 or Tabletop Simulator or wherever. You've played the game. Well, hopefully right? you've killed everybody in the party and the game's over. <laughs> Fair enough. But if the game has somehow progressed <laughs> because Rich wasn't playing and you were all advancing to Player the Player versus DM. Especially in the role-playing scene, I would advocate... Uh, heavily and i know the high shelf gaming crew has heard this but go check out legend keeper as a world building and <gasps> campaign tracking tool dave because- you're so smart i wondered i was thinking about this episode and i was like how does legend keeper work into this how can they bring yeah. players together go on yeah so the thing that we have started to use legend keeper for in the cyberpunk game is players are submitting their notes to legend keeper and then using its auto link feature to auto link their notes to one another, to the NPCs that are in the game, to the factions that are in the game. <gasps> and they're building a player knowledge 
of all the things they've recorded individually. And now they're starting to see how it all comes together. Right. Cause and let's now be honest, starting- this, this little COVID thing, I don't think is disappearing next week. So right. if you have a true group and you guys are able to commit to that once a week, having that system in place could lead to a lot of really great one, three shot adventures that all form into a campaign. Yeah, exactly. And the deal with Legend Keeper, if you haven't seen it before, it's a world building game tracking tool. You can have like a world map and then uh, you can zoom in on that world map and have like a little pin for like a certain nation or a certain uh, faction. Click on that pin and they have their own map and like an article write up about that nation. And that article is like a wiki article and it links to other articles. It links to other maps. Um, within that map of the nation could be several cities or, um, you know, fiefdoms and each of those could be their own pin again with their own maps and with their own knowledge. And you could really drill down, you know, nested maps within nested maps and flesh out as detailed as you like for any aspect of your game. And I've now got it so that my players can submit maps. They can submit articles. They can, you know, they can really run the player knowledge side of Legend Keeper all on their own. And wow. guess what? There's a DM side of Legend Keeper. So I have all my notes and all my secrets and all my maps back behind a, a wall they can't see. And then as they uncover things, I drag out, I drag those articles out into the public. And oh, they just uncovered this office building. Okay, let's put the article for that office building out into the public space so everybody can see. Maybe the map of the lobby, along with uh, some information about the corporation that runs that office building kind of thing. And by the way, shameless plug, if you would like to hear from the creator of Legend Keeper, just scroll through our archives and look for the yes. Legend Keeper episode. And that yes. would be a great experience to hear. What's Braden is awesome. He is so good. He actually sponsors our show. So every week we give away a Legend Keeper beta key on the stream. So uh, if you want to get your own beta key access, you can patron him for, I think, five bucks once, and that gets you a key. If uh, otherwise, you can listen to our show and we're, we give them away every week. So look at um, that. yeah, it's a really cool tool. And I just, you know, I've never had something that was so great at allowing myself and my players to contribute to a thing. And I still get to have private space for the GM. Like, it's just so incredible to have that. Uh, that available to me. I'm jealous. It sounds good. Yeah, it's so good. All of our games are in there. Like uh, we just started a Tales from the Loop game. That's in there. We are running the Cyberpunk game in there. Of course, our Traveler game is in there. Our Blades in the Dark game is in there. Wow. And you know, all of those are run by different GMs within High Shelf Gaming, but we're all sharing it with one another, and we all have different powers within each other's projects. And by the way, you can doubt, you can invite up to 10 of your friends and then they can invite up to 10 of their friends and then they can invite up to 10 of their friends. And you can have a lot of your friends of friends in your projects with one another in your games. It's really, really incredible as a tool. So yeah, after the game is done, put your notes into Legend Keeper, put your maps into Legend Keeper and let your players run wild with comparing notes and creating their understanding of the world within your game. It's really, really powerful stuff. Very cool. Well, Dave, that about pulls me out of comments, ideas, and advice. How are you doing on your side of the fence? Those are, those are the things I most wanted to talk about. I think that we've covered it folks. I know there are things that we've missed. 
Rich and I are only so cool. We only see so many things. There's probably other virtual tabletops we haven't talked about that are awesome. There's probably other world building tools that we haven't talked about that are awesome. Leave us a note. Tell us what we've missed, because I think that this is something that all of us need to come come together on and share knowledge, share information, because we're all going to be playing from a home for a while. And what are some great places to come share with the high shelf gaming community, Dave? All that's in the tease at the end of this, but... Oh, okay. You do do... That's right. We have the bumper. Would you call that yes. officially a bumper? Dear it's listener, a I have it's learned... a trailer. Oh, a trailer. <laughs> Shit. I was like, dear listener, I'm truly becoming a professional podcaster. <laughs> but yeah, we have a Discord. By all means, share your knowledge there. We have a Facebook group. Share your knowledge there. This is something that should bring all of us together to help each other be better at, you know, remote gaming, because we're all going to be an expert at the end of this and how to remote game. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Those are all the things I have. Um, everyone who's been listening at home. Thanks a ton. This is uh, a pivotal moment in all of our lives and let's try and make the best of it as always have fun and play well. May all your roles be crits. Thanks for listening. If you like our style, please subscribe or rate, like the podcast within your app. It helps fellow listeners find us. We really appreciate it. So thank you. To join the community, you can find us on Twitter and Discord, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to get connected and join the fun. This episode is copyrighted by High Shelf Gaming LLC and is not cleared for broadcast or syndication without written approval. The music was provided by Lil Funky on YouTube and our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. Take care, friends. Take care, friends.